Good evening, everybody. This is Miss Ty of Red Lipstick Vice Podcast. And tonight, I have a very special guest, Lisa Coyne. And we are going to talk about diabetes amongst women in the United States. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. Happy so, to be you have, yeah, I'm, I've been wanting to talk to you for a minute. We've been bouncing back and forth. <laughs> It's okay. Life been bouncing back and forth. Yeah. So finally, we got to have this conversation. I've been following your journey um, as far as, you know, along we've been friends on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I've just been so inspired. And um, I don't know if you remember, my mom was um, battling with diabetes and some other issues as well. So a lot of times I'll go and see what you're talking about so that I can implement it into her uh, into her regimen. So... <laughs> And actually, some of some of them worked because before she passed away, her um, we got her blood sugars under control where she didn't even need um, uh, short term insulin anymore. Oh wow! So that wow. was a blessing. Yeah, yeah, that was a blessing. So, wow. um, I'm honored, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, so truly, you did, you did help. You did help. <laughs> you know. It really does. I, yeah. I so, I hope so. Yeah, um, I've been watching the diet and your exercise, and even though she was, you know, um, not really mobile, but I would get the bands and, you know, get her working with the bands and things and, um, you know, monitoring her diet. And it was awesome that me and my dad was able to get her off of some of that insulin medication. And oh, wow. um, unfortunately, it, you know, Alzheimer's, we don't have anything for that. <laughs> unfortunately, not now. So. But I'm grateful, very grateful. So thank you. <laughs> thank You're you. You're so you. welcome, and I'm so sorry for your loss. I know. Yeah. So she fought. She fought a good fight, and we was fighting right along with her. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's get into it. So first, let's let's talk about. Tell me a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I am about to be 48, which is hard to believe. Um, I'm a mom of two teenage daughters, wife, and I've been living with type one insulin dependent diabetes um, for coming up to 33 years. Okay, okay. So my journey, I don't know how much you want me to go into right now. No, whatever, whatever you feel like you wanna share, share. Um, my journey with diabetes was actually kind of a shock. I was a sophomore in high school. Really? When we were in high school? Mm -hmm. Wow. Sophomore in high school, wow. 1989. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Don't, don't tell our age, Lisa. <laughs> you know what? I, I am embracing my age because I feel amazing. I really right. do. And I know that's part of what. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, honey, I don't look 46, baby. Okay. Exactly. exactly. I, and, and I'm working it. So um, mm -hmm. I'm not giving up. So yes. that's, that's part of why, yeah, I guess you've seen me on Facebook mm -hmm. and, and Instagram and such because it, I wasn't always great with taking care of my diabetes. I really wasn't. Um, it, it was always there. I never ignored it, but I never fought for it as hard as I have been in the last four years. Um, and when I say fault for it, I really, I I have almost every one of my family is a type two diabetic. My mom, my aunt, my grandmother, yep. um, my stepmom. Mm -hmm. And so when I was a sophomore in, in 
high school and I started, I think I got um, like a just a virus um, in like November. It was like a bad virus. I had to take, you know, medicine, whatever, probably turned into strep throat because I was one of those kids that always got strep throat at least once a year. Mm-hmm. And then come January, it came back and I got sick again. And then by February, I had lost 20 pounds, which in my sophomore mind, I was happy. Okay, yes. <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, let's do this. And I, I can mm-hmm. remember because I went to my the pin dance at IND, we had a pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I fit in my sister, who's uh, six years older. She's always a skinny mini. I fit into her dress and I was feeling and I was so awesome. But I was also drinking a lot. Like I would go to bed with like a big gulp size glass of water and wake mm-hmm. up. It would be mm-hmm. gone. And I would have no memory of drinking it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how um, things progressed. I was nauseous. I was, you know, all the kind of virus type symptoms, but then it started like my body started hurting. And I was like, I was having stomach cramps every time, you know, I would spend a day in bed and then the next day I would be fine. Well, now that I completely understand that what happened was when I was in bed one day, I wasn't eating because I couldn't eat. And so my blood sugar was going lower. So I Mm -hmm. wasn't as sick the next day. And my, honestly, my mom thought I was faking because she's like, you were sick yesterday, doubled over, screaming in pain. And now you're fine. (laughs) But that was, that's the cycle of having a high blood sugar. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, I almost passed out one night doing the dishes and I was like, something's really wrong with me. And it was, um, it was February 14th. It was Valentine's day. Wow. And, And my mom at the time, works for Hopkins in the city. So we went to my pediatrician, he heard the symptoms and he's just like, you need to go to the emergency room. And that's when it was just like, I was there, I, you know, we went to Hopkins and I think my sugar was somewhere around 700 when the, the norm is anything between 80 and 120. Yeah. Um, so that's called, um, diabetic ketoacidosis. Yes. So yeah, DKA wasn't pretty. Um, but then from that point forth, knowing, um, knowing what I had known, I did have a friend at the time, um, distant relative, not blood related that had diabetes. Um, saw how she managed her diabetes, saw my grandmother and my aunts who were type two, She's like, I'm going to take control of this myself. So I really took the bull by the horns. Like I said, I wasn't always great with it throughout the years. And goodness, you know, when I started my own family. Right. Yeah. You know, how, how did your pregnancies go with um, with with your um, type one? Yeah. So actually very, very well. I didn't have any okay. diabetic complications. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, you know, talking about pregnancy and diabetes I didn't have the technology that's out today and we can get into that. But I I did, um, I was on what was called an insulin pump. And basically here, this is my new guy. I've had this tandem tandem insulin pump called a Mm T-Slam. I've had that since January. Um, my, My doctor had, actually my husband had met someone at church who wore an insulin pump. And in my mind, this is, Yeah. In my mind, I was like, oh, that's for someone with bad control. And mine's not 
bad control. And I had this stigma. And actually, people will say that to me um, when I'm like, yeah, I take insulin. Oh, I'm not. My, my diabetes is not that bad. Yeah. You know, and, yes. and there's uh-huh. there are a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. that. So um, I, I say there's no such thing as pre-diabetic because <laughs> people are like, oh, I'm just pre-diabetic. There is no such no, thing. No, you're diabetic. <laughs> so, and I, and I, I was lucky I, it, by today's standards, um, it, it like my diabetes wasn't managed as strictly as they say to be managed, um, especially today, because it's, it's changed. It really has. Yeah. But I had, um, I had no problems with either of my pregnancies. I did have pregnancy issues, but fertility issues. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that really comes along with horm- you know, hormones, hormone imbalances, which is more of a type two issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I had to fight for that. You have to become an advocate for yourself, no matter what everyone, you know, yes. it, whether you have an illness, autoimmune illness or, or not, you know, in your jerk, in your job, um, mm-hmm. you, you have to be your own advocate. And there yes. were, there were times where I was just like, oh, these symptoms line up with this thing. And I had a doctor tell me, well, that's a type two issue. And you've been on insulin for this long, you're type one. And I'm like, do the test, mm-hmm. do this hormone test. And it turns out I did have, um, was diagnosed with PCOS. PCOS, mm-hmm. yeah. Cystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. I had a higher testosterone, lower progesterone. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I had several miscarriages before um, I was able to carry my okay. mm-hmm. So, and, and it, I don't consider that a, a diabetes issue. It wasn't because my diabetes was in poor control. It was, it was more of a hormonal issue. Yeah. So diet, you know, being a diabetic, there's so many things mm-hmm. that are involved. And what I see is they a lot of the sometimes a lot of it intertwines together. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint like okay, this is what it is. And then sometimes you may have both issues going because I know within the black, you know, the black black community, mm-hmm. a lot of the women have both. They have diabetes, they have the hormonal issue and so on and so on. So it's like you have layers of things that you need to address. Yes. Yes. And um, the, those layers sometimes are hard mm-hmm. to get through. And I know, I mean, I, I've, I've worked personally with people of all different cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I grew up in Highland Town. Um, th- and even in my own family, I'm actually Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's every shade in my family. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it makes it makes me laugh sometimes because I'm on several Facebook forums and we're just like, yeah. you know, I can never, you know, never never forget, you know, being told I had the sugar. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is like old school. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got that. Like, that's my grandma was like, got that sugar, baby. Exactly. Exactly. And I got, got that, that sugar. I got that from my island family in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I got that from my family. Yeah, I got the sugar. Yeah. The, um, the terminology, you know, yeah. is like, what are you talking about, the sugar? The, sugar. the sugar's in the kitchen. 
Right. So, um, and I, I'm also in a couple, uh, you know, Facebook groups and I've been in, um, invited to a couple, um, conversations. And the issues around, um, you know, the black community, minority Hispanic community, and just, it's, it's true. It's real. It's yeah. real. And and the lack lack of uh, you know available health care that that burns me that burns yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I mean, we weren't a very never wealthy family, but my mom worked at Hopkins. Okay. So yeah, I was, so you have access to a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know she may have only been a transcriptionist, you know, mm -hmm. but she knew who to talk to. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm very lucky because we didn't we didn't have money like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So healthcare reform that's another thing. Yeah, that's a whole another conversation. I need a whole, a whole panel for that. <laughs> I need a whole panel to go through wow. that situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so that's I mean that's me. That's my journey. I I some of some of the things that as a diabetic as everyone, you know, we know we need to eat healthy. We know we need to exercise. Um, and we know we need to take our medicine if, if we have medicine and, um, yeah, becoming a parent. I, I work, I'm a teacher, um, in my 23rd year of teaching public school and it, it kind of got put on the back burner gotcha. <laughs> did. and I was miserable. I really was miserable. I wasn't feeling, I didn't like looking at myself in a mirror. Um, my diabetes just kept creeping. The doctor's like, are you doing this? You did it. And she wanted to put me um, on a pill, which is actually a type two medication. And I had done that. Um, that the metformin? That metformin. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had used metformin, ironically, um, in between, after having my first daughter, I had some insulin, insulin resistance, which is mm -hmm. something that happens to type two diabetics. Um, and the hormone issues, I was still miscarrying. There were very early miscarriages. I I feel for those people who have gone yeah. months and months, but I would, you know, basically get pregnant and within two weeks, mm -hmm. it, it was over. Um, but it was enough for me to know that I was pregnant. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So they put me on metformin mm -hmm. and I it, it did help with my sugars and I got pregnant in a month and I had no scares with that. And that was my second daughter, Hannah. Yeah, the, um, a lot of the uh, fertility doctors they put um, they use metformin mm -hmm. as a form of you know helping women get pregnant. So yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and after mm -hmm. I had her, they were just like, "Do you want to go back on metformin?" And I'm like, "Oh no, 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 not yet. I don't know. Don't want to have another baby." <laughs> and I will not take that until. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And I'm, I'm happy with my two babies. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah. Yeah. So I did. I, I think I was 45, yeah, maybe 44. And I was just like, I've, I've got to stop. I don't want to go out that way. And, yeah. you know, my, my grandmother, type 2 diabetic, you know, she couldn't walk for years, the last few years, because of nerve damage, mm -hmm. um, being overweight. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's all, all too real. I right. still see my mother go through that yeah. whole stage. Yeah. And then my stepmom, who's 64, is in renal failure. She, three mm -hmm. days a week goes to dialysis. And 
hopefully my fingers crossed um we can she's been approved to be a kidney transplant recipient oh yes yeah and yeah. and she was another one she kicks herself in the ass right now oh can i say that i'm sorry yeah oh, yeah you're fine <laughs> i won't get straight <laughs> she says, you know she just put work before everything and that's another thing you know she put work she's like she ate when she could uh -huh. she um Forget, would forget to take her medicine and it just crept up from that metformin to a shot to insulin mm -hmm. and to a long acting insulin and she yeah. just she just ignored it and now mm -hmm. it's 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 not it's ironic because now she can only eat certain things because of her kidney she can't process you know salt yeah and, mm -hmm. and potassium she can't drink any more than like i think eight ounces a day of water and she's like if i had just listen to the recommendations 10 years ago when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes mm -hmm. and just cut back a little bit and paid attention a little bit more, I wouldn't be so restricted now. So I love- oh, Give me a moment, hold on for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's just a touchy subject, you know. <laughs> um, because like, you know, my mom, my mother, my grandmother, all of my aunts on both sides, mm -hmm. you know, deal with and you know, I used to watch my mom like uh, down like a whole pile of candy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, and like you were saying, like it when you try to fix it when it's almost too late to fix it. And that's the process that I, I saw my mom go through. Like now you, you're rushing to lose weight and eat right and but the damage has already been done, you know, within your body. And so it's kind of hard to like combat that. And that's one of the reasons I want to have this conversation for the younger women, because like now when I, a couple of years ago, when I went to the doctors and they were like, okay, your ACLs is this and your sugar levels are high and whatever. I mean, I took the bulls by the horn and lost a hundred pounds. Because I refused to, because I, I looked at my mom, like, I don't even like to go to the doctor and get a needle and let her know sticking myself with a needle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no. It's a decision. It's a decision. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if, if we can say that it's hereditary because it seems like it is because yes, you could just look at it like. You know, it just runs in the family. Now, and you can hear that. I'm quite sure you heard that in the groups. Right. It runs in my family. <laughs> you yes. know, so. Type. So I'm, I'm looking at some of this information that I pulled up from the CDC. Type, yeah. type 2 diabetes mm -hmm. is hereditary. I have met people. Um, oh, this is the demographic, so I don't want to go to there yet. I have met people. I, I don't know if you can share share your screen on your side because I've never been on the other side of a, a screen yard. Yeah. So if you can, if you want to share the screen, you can. Yeah, sure. Um, 
I don't have two monitors. I usually do. Okay. At school, I do, but um, I'll share here. So okay. this is from the CDC and the National Diabetes Statistics. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also breakdown in women and men yes. here. Mm -hmm. So you can, uh, can you see it okay? Yes, uh -huh. we got it on the screen. Right, so 16, I, I, there's so many numbers here. And I honestly, I'm an, I, I'm yeah. an English. I'm an English teacher for a reason, but, um, <laughs> but you, you can, you can see here, it, we're talking millions yes. that are diagnosed with it and undiagnosed, meaning mm -hmm. they're there, mm -hmm. they're there. They just don't know it. Right. And, um, the type two is hereditary. I have met people who are athletes who have type two diabetes. So if it's in your if it's in your genes, it's in your genes. It's in your genes, you can't mm -hmm. ignore it. Um, what I find is that or what I have found is that when I was diagnosed, I was actually fifteen. I was turning sixteen, and mm -hmm. at that time, it was called juvenile diabetes. Yes, I, I remember that saying mm -hmm. juvenile diabetes. There's actually and still they they kind of rebranded under the um, JDRF. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of calling them Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, they call themselves JDRF because the textbook back whenever it was written kind of said it, mm -hmm. it kind of the type one insulin dependent diabetes would be diagnosed generally at adolescence. Mm -hmm. at, um, I'm sorry. Mm, what is there? Puberty at the onset of puberty. It's so, been like 12 or 13. Yeah. Or anywhere. Between, like yeah. yeah. And, and I was 15. So like at the time, you know, going to one of the and camps, amazing camps out there for, uh, for children who were, who are diagnosed with diabetes. Um, I was, I was too old to go to the camp. So my mom took me to a hospital kind of group mm -hmm. and that th those people were too old. <laughs> right. Can, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine it's like, <laughs> I, I was in the middle. So, mm -hmm. so it was hard for me and I kind of lived in not so much in silence because I, I would talk to anyone about diabetes. I, I'm, I'm not afraid of it. Um, I own it, but I was also alone. And it hasn't been until the last five years that I've actually joined like Facebook groups and then Instagram groups, you know, um, meeting people from all over the world. And I'm like, I, I have a voice. I have a voice and, and it needs to be heard. Yes. You know, like what you're saying with your, um, your, podcast is like have a passion and mm -hmm. help so like again i'm honored that what i've been projecting on social media helped you and your mom mm -hmm. for those for those times but there's so much involved with diabetes that you know whether it's in your family or not type one diabetics insulin dependent are e even diagnosed in babies and toddlers yeah. mm -hmm. and adults, 53 mm -hmm. years old and diagnosed yeah. with type one diabetes. So understanding mm -hmm. diabetes is really looking at um, the, the different types. Mm -hmm. I guess probably should have gone into that. I'm just looking at this graphic right now about how much it costs, total medical costs. Look at that, total yeah. medical costs, lost mm -hmm. wages, um, 60% higher risk of early death. Yes. 
right? Eight mm-hmm. and 10 adults don't know they have pre-diabetes. And then mm-hmm. we were talking Check about- Check that pre-diabetes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> right? Um, okay, so this is the one I wanted to look at. And uh-huh. there's type one is even broken down to several different subcategories as well, because there are some other issues um, when it's late adult onset diabetes or mature adult onset, it doesn't matter. They need insulin because the body, and I, yeah, the body isn't using the insulin that's being made properly. So mm-hmm. type one diabetics like myself, it says it doesn't make enough insulin. I kind of don't like that. It's more so that the insulin is attacked by the um, immune cells. Okay. And for some reason, um, some viruses actually do that as well, which is probably mm-hmm. what I had. And um, so the insulin either just stops being made mm-hmm. or is just negated by the immune cells. Okay. You can't, you can't be a type one insulin dependent without taking insulin. I know that that's a right. Lot. A lot of people will say, oh, if you just eat better and exercise, that's no, not, that's not that's not how it works. Right. Look at the statistics is 90 to 95 percent of all right. cases are type two and it yeah. can develop at any age. Um, I'm a middle school mm-hmm. teacher. I am seeing um, some of my kids come in and they're type two diabetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, you know, 12, and 13. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah, that's really scary. So, and when I hear when I see those numbers and things, I'm I'm, I'm wondering. And, and I know earlier you kind of named some of the things, you know, um, I'm wondering, is it especially with these young, um, younger kids and teenagers getting it? I'm wondering if diet is one of the main causes for that, because let, let's be honest, we eat trash. We do. We eat trash. Everything's sugar. And you don't have to eat a pile of candy like like mommy used to do. Mm-hmm. Rice, pasta, breads. Because like here in, in Baltimore, like it, everything is a chicken box and fries. <laughs> or a cheesesteak. You know what I'm saying? And, yes. you know, yeah. um, like on a lot of my podcasts, I, I talk about womanhood and stuff. And like, you know, you these ladies don't know how to cook. So everything is microwave. Everything is instant. Everything is, you know, what is easy. And I'm wondering, is that a correlation to a lot of these illnesses that we're, we're experiencing that's on the rise? Because, yeah, like I said, we're eating trash. <laughs> we're eating trash. And being overweight increases your risk. And that's exactly. Family history, being physically inactive, um, mm-hmm. 45 or older, you know, and, and I'm going to stop screen sharing. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about food. Mm-hmm. And coming from a large Hispanic family. Um, yeah. Food is, is good. I'm not going to deny it. Yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, think about it. All of, <laughs> all of your family gatherings. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Mm-hmm. And, and. That's celebration. Yeah. And is there anything wrong with that? No. I, no. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But mm-hmm. we just have to be more aware because, and I, at the beginning of quarantine, um, I was just reading a little bit more about 
the food deserts. Mm -hmm. And then I watched a podcast about that a gentleman in LA, LA. Yeah, I think it was LA and how he's trying to bring in um, gardens in these areas where there's county land, but no one's doing anything. No one is doing anything, but yeah. And, and I had to, I had to step back and I had to come out of my privileged life. And I had to think Mm -hmm. about this and I'm like, you know, what is this food desert thing? And, and I, I'm, I'm lived in Baltimore. There was, you know, grocery store, grocery store, grocery store. It's the quality of the food. Right. That's what I was about to see. Yeah. It's the quality of food available. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if your cheapest thing comes in a bag or a box and that's all you can afford. That's all you can afford. Yes. Then there is so much that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't, and and also, t- we take the bus, we mm-hmm. drive. No one walks anymore. Nobody no walks anymore. anymore. Well, I don't know. We can't be walking around here in Baltimore because you know, crime. <laughs> I mean, you know, right? <laughs> uh, if I was if I was back in Louisiana, that's something different. <laughs> but I don't. Don't walk too much around here. <laughs> I've, I've almost gotten, you know, um, this guy. He was, he was, uh, he was. I felt it in my spirit. He was about to try to rob me. Oh, jeez! Like walking to my parking lot, and I was like, "Nope, not doing it." Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back inside. Go back inside. And yeah. Then, and, you know, I grew up in in Highland Town. I walked to see mm-hmm. where I went to school. Yeah. You know, and. I don't know if I would do that outside of Pat. Not, not now. No. I, I back, back then, yeah, but not now. And 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 you and you're and you're absolutely right because look at the how I could use my son as for example. My son is on his computer twenty four seven. Don't don't you know even before? Well, when we moved here, he he's he is kind of inactive. You know, not doing much here because um, it really not much for the young people to do here especially with his autism. So it's not like a lot of people who, you know, work with kids with autism in um, a mainstream, you know, environment. So he's been inactive and I can see the weight is coming on him, you know, even at his 6'2". Um, so now I'm trying to, if I could just modify his diet, because, because I know that that type two is running, how they say, running through my family. You know, I'm trying to, uh, watch his diet, you know, and until I can get him into some activities that where he can get moving. Um, but I, I see a lot of the children and teenagers, like a lot of them weigh more than me and I'm 46. Yeah, They're huge. Yeah. And, um, you know, women are huge. Yeah. And, and being a middle and school don't teacher, care. <laughs> and being a middle school teacher, um, precocious, precocious puberty. They're mm-hmm. they're literally. Um, I've seen young ladies, and it, it pains me, but they already have stretch stretch marks on their chest. Yes, yes, because their breasts are so big. Yes, in sixth grade. Yes, yes. And, you know the whole. I, it's all hormonal. I don't know if it is it the chemicals in the food right. or what is making them. Is it the milk? Is it the chicken? Right, right. right. Is it that infamil y'all giving the babies? <laughs> What's in that stuff? <laughs> because they just 
flow up. Right. They, they starting their periods earlier. Yes. Yeah. Um, just developing, even the boys are just developing, you know, faster than, you know, what we're used to. And it's like, for me as a mother, it's scary. I agree. And it's scary. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, what's in the water? <laughs> That's, you know. <laughs> I tell you, you know, I've been, a, I, I've gone through phases in terms of what am I going to do about my diet? I've gone through phases where um, I'm just going to eat whatever I want to eat and just mm -hmm. take insulin for it. Mm -hmm. As long as my blood sugar doesn't go too high or too low. Um, I went vegetarian for a while. I even went vegan for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Almost lasted a whole year vegan. And oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I know that food is the problem. Mm -hmm. I know. And I come from a family of large women and tall yeah, skinned men. Me too. Mm -hmm. And and it's the way it is, right? And yeah. I, I guess at some point some something clicked and, and I I mean I did have some help with that. I kind of had a you know come to Jesus moment. And and I just I I said I have I've got to figure out what works best for me. And that's every diabetic. Every day, you know, I don't care if you've been a diabetic for 52 years, you know, you've been to every doctor, whatever. Sometimes the doctors, mm -hmm. they don't know enough about nutrition that that I hear it time and time again. Um, and I'm very lucky that my doctor right now is actually, um, she's only, I think she's a PA, physician's assistant or mm -hmm. nurse practitioner. I can't remember which one, but she's diabetic. She was diagnosed. Oh, so she has hand-on training. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and she has just said to me, you know, Lisa, you know your body best. If this is working for you, go with it. And mm -hmm. I have been able in the last four years to achieve a level of control that I'd never had before. It's not perfect, but I'm not chasing perfect. I'm just making mm -hmm. every day better than the previous. So can you talk about a little bit what you have been doing for the past four years, man? Sure, sure, sure. So um, a lot. Um, I don't know where to start in a month. Um, <laughs> I, I will tell you, and, and I'm not trying to sell anything um, <laughs> now, you know, um, the biggest thing that helped me get moving was incorporating some supplements and mm -hmm. um i was always tired i was always tired i do i thyroid has been removed because there were cancer cells um at one at one point i was diagnosed with fibromyalgia so everything aches in my body muscles as, as well mm -hmm. and um the medicine that they wanted to give me i'd seen my husband take my husband has multiple sclerosis and he's taken everything everything that's on the market okay. for everything for every, especially neuropathic pain and he gained weight on it and i'm like no 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 i don't need more weight on and and my husband right is, yeah you want the opposite <laughs> my husband is a stick um yeah i seen him i was like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i saw him teasing you working out <laughs> yes he's a mess man <laughs> that's a whole different that's a whole different podcast that's a whole other podcast <laughs> yeah but it, um but when when i saw him put on weight i'm like the hell if i'm taking that medication and i just i have got to stop with these the, these chemicals i really mm -hmm. do 
And um, what the supplements helped me do is regain energy. So, okay, I I finally felt um, also the brain fog started to lift a little bit, and I was exhausted okay. because you know with my husband being disabled, um, we we live off my salary as mm -hmm. a teacher. And it was starting just just the overall being fatigued mentally and physically, partly because I wasn't doing what I needed to do, what I know I needed to do, fill my body right. with nutrients, exercise more. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, and midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. I, yeah. Enough is enough. I'm not taking any more medication. Mm -hmm. I finally said yes to, to an old friend who was selling her supplements and like, mm -hmm. I know it feels funky, whatever it, it works for me. And I I'll stand to the top of the mountains. And so yeah. what, what have you been using? Um, it's called thrive. The, I think the, I've the, heard of that. Yeah. The supplements. Um, I, you know, I had been taking a handful of fish oil, magnesium for the muscle. Yeah. Oil. Yeah. I do. I do take the fish I, oil. Right. And black sea oil. Yeah. And malt, you know, multivitamin, whatever. I'd been taking a lot of, but they always made me nauseous. Okay. They always made me nauseous. And I wasn't quite sure why, but there were times where I would take everything in the morning, go to work, and I would have to like go in my car for an hour and lay down flat. Oh, wow. Because I was so nauseous. I'm like, why am I going to do that? And I would stop taking supplements. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just really quickly with the Thrive, um, there's two capsules. I have it here next to me. Um, there's two capsules. You take it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, you drink a shake. Okay. Okay. And so, and this, this is one I have right now. It, it's a, it's a mix. It's very fine powder. And I had been drinking protein powders. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not a protein powder per se, but it does have protein in it. So it kind of represent or kind of replaced what I had been doing, trying to drink protein powder, thinking that it would help me lose weight. I know one problem I have with a lot of um, protein mixes is the uh, milk in it. Mm hmm milk is not my friend. Like I, I don't drink cow's milk at all. I, I barely eat cheese because it's not my friend. Right. Um, it wasn't meant for us in the beginning anyway. So that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, so it, it has to be like, you know, without all the milk particles in it. Milk's right. In. Exactly. And so what I found and then, okay. And then after you do that, you take, you know, get ready for work, take a shower, you put on a sticker. Okay. And what is a sticker? Is that like a boost of energy? It's vitamins. Really? Mm -hmm. It's vitamins. Oh, so you need to send me that information. <laughs> of course. Um, and and I'm bad with taking like a multivitamin. I'll take everything else, but when it comes to the multivitamin, think of this as um multivitamin on steroids. Okay. Because that's basically what it is, but you're getting it in three different modalities. You're mm -hmm. getting it and and I could open up and I could, you know, open up the capsules are not big horse pills. You can open Okay, that was the next question I was about to ask you. <laughs> the capsules are real small. Okay. And you can open them up. Where's oh, it's powdering time. And it's powdering okay. Whereas, you know, the one a days, mm -hmm. there's you would have to crush it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so big and it's mm -hmm. hard, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, oh my gosh, the fish oil because my knees were bothering me. I, mm -hmm. when I read the bottle, I was like, oh, take it three times a day. I'm like, three pills three times a day, yeah. And those things, ooh. yeah, don't you know? burp, please. Right. Please yeah, don't exactly. burp. 
<laughs> no mercy. Don't do yeah. it. So what you're doing in this situation, if you go this route, um, and I know there are other products out there that also, you know, you're drinking your vitamins more so than taking pills. Um, it, it's more absorbed because you're not just taking one big horse pill that's going to sit in your stomach and go through your eyes. Right. Exactly. And that's the bit, that's one of the biggest problems. Even, even in my family, diverticulitis is another one. Um, yeah, me you know, too. I have that. Right. <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome, uh -huh. colitis, yep. all of that stuff. So our stomachs are messed up from our nutrition. Yep. And, and so when you're taking your vitamins, it's just sitting in there. Yeah. It's, not, it's not getting absorbed. So this way, you know, you're getting vitamins through your skin. You're getting vitamins through the shake. And, and yeah, I tried the liquid um, vitamins thing and that's disgusting. I couldn't, I would gag on trying to take that. Right. Yeah. No. And, and you know, I know some people aren't big into protein shakes and stuff like this. My husband doesn't like, uh, my husband does all this with me too. He mm -hmm. likes just plain on vanilla, but there's chocolate, there's strawberry, there's apple pie, okay. there's pumpkin spice and stuff. So it, anyhow, what that did is it kind of unlocked a door. Mm -hmm. And after that, I had the power in me. I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, good nutrition is good nutrition. I kind of pulled anything processed out of my diet as much as possible. Mm -hmm. you know, fresh. And my husband and I have always kind of been that way, but you know, there's still some chips and there's still some crackers, you know, those. Okay. I got to have my hot chips now. <laughs> and, and, and wheat thins, they look so healthy, don't they? Right. But they're not. <laughs> they're like they're the right? worst things ever. Just go ahead and eat a bag of Uts. <laughs> you may as well. You yeah. May as well. And the other thing that I found, which really blew my mind is that mm -hmm. um, fruit was another comp. Uh, culprit for me. I love mm -hmm. fruit. I can eat a whole watermelon. My daughter and I can put away a watermelon. Yeah. Love it. And we had always raised our kids, um, me, you know, knowing a little bit more about nutrition, not always putting it in place, but mm -hmm. knowing a little bit more, you know, oh, you got to eat your fruit before you eat your dessert. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was how we raised our daughters. And fruit is sugar. Yep. Fruit is sugar. Bread is sugar. Yes. Rice. Papa, rice. Yep. All of it. If it grows... It has sugar in it. It mm -hmm. has and, and it's carbohydrates in it. Yeah. So I started pulling carbohydrates out of my diet. Mm -hmm. um, the only carbohydrates I was getting, um, and, and I, I shift. Sometimes I have a little bit more, I'm not going to lie, um, mm -hmm. is from vegetables and a few berries, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe strawberries, ugh, love blackberries, um, and a couple times a week. When I did that, my blood sugars went from kind of being high, low, high, low, high, low to straight to high. leveling. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, call it keto. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Keto, I added, you know, avocado. I've always been a big fan of raw um, nuts. So, cashew yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. You know, but you still have to be careful with that because that has carbohydrates. So, I know a lot of people. And then with me with the nuts, because I have diverticulitis, I, I really can't, I'm not supposed to be eating nuts like that. Right. Oh, <laughs> so, that causes a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah. Right. And now my mother has diverticulitis. Yeah. So, it, you know, when I did that, I'd actually watched, what's it called? The Magic Pill. I think it, it was on um, Netflix there, and it was a whole documentary. Okay. Kind of look that up. Yeah, I would look that up. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix, the whole documentary. And there was even, you know, history behind the keto diet. Now, I'm okay. not talking supplements. I'm not talking drinking 
you know, MCT oil every day or, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, or um, what is the other one? These fat bombs, you know, that's the trendy keto. keto. The ketogenic diet was actually developed years ago and used for neurological disorders like epilepsy. Oh, okay. Right. Didn't know that. Taking the high carbohydrate diet and, and, and the video, the magic pill, if you get a chance mm-hmm. to watch it, actually discusses autism. Mm-hmm. It, it, it follows two families um, with autistic children. Mm-hmm. And, and shows, oh, I definitely got to find that now. Yeah. yeah. And shows what taking processed food out of the diet mm-hmm. and adding in those healthy fats, adding, okay. you know, less carbohydrates. You know, I never forget the one little girl was very young. I think they were twins very young and would never sit down to eat anything. The only thing that they could get or eat was hot dogs and goldfish, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tantrums, you know, these sorts of things, these types of behaviors to a couple months later of, of eating this way, she was actually sitting down and using a fork. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've definitely got to watch that. No. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I, there's so many, I mean, I'm on so many forums. You're like, well, the doctor says I can't do keto, but I hear so such good things about it, and and mm-hmm. the doctors don't know, right? Yeah, the doctors don't know. So that's what I did. I started doing my research. I didn't just look at what people were trying to sell me. Mm-hmm. I already knew what I had was good, better than anything else anyway, because I felt the change in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I looked more, at, you know, talking to nutritionists, looked into it, did some research, and I'm like, this is how I'm going to do this. And from there, I started losing weight because I kind of did it all around the same time. Maybe, you know, started my supplements, maybe six months later, I, I, I really felt that I was ready to move into changing the dietary habits. Mm-hmm. So I I eat low carb keto. Okay. It depends on the day um, because of exercise. So that was the, the next cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. And I loved exercise. I really do. I actually tried to start an aerobics club in high school. Oh, cool. (laughs) How did that go? (laughs) It went, it went well. Like I had a ton of people that came down and and one of the PE teachers, not Miss King, the other one, I can never remember her name. Um, (laughs) She, she was kind of, you know, she kind of did it with us and it was kind of like my mom had a Jane Fonda workout tape. Oh my Lord. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Right. So there were a bunch of girls that did it. And then I went and um, I, Maybe that was the year I got diabetes. I I, mean, I can't remember. <laughs> Jane Fonda did that. <laughs> um, but so I've always loved to exercise. But you know, having a family, getting married, yeah, back burner. Um, and also, I was always after exercise. I I would I would ache. The muscles would ache terribly, okay. and then I wouldn't want to do it the next day. And that's another thing that the supplements had really helped. I don't ache. I didn't ache every day. Um, okay. So taking taking away some of the muscle tension, I have bad mm-hmm. knees, joint issues, all of that has improved with the right um, supplements. Mm-hmm. So I just started exercising more. I met up with a trainer um, who showed me the joys of lifting weights. You talking my language now, girl. <laughs> and it was... I was dead. I think my highest. I can't stand cardio. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> and I had been a cardio junkie. My favorite. Oh my lord! I could. 
20, 20 minutes top, Lisa. 20 minutes. I can't give you no more than that. <laughs> I, I used to live up in Bel Air, and I would, uh, Bel Air Athletic Club had this amazing, like, um, whether Zumba classes or, you know, hip hop dance. That was my, that was me right mm. there. Even kickboxing, I would take those classes. Now I do kickboxing. I, yeah. I would love it. I would love every second of it. <laughs> I would love, I, and that's what I did. But he just kind of said, you know, and then switch I it up. switch it up. Let's try some muscle thing. Cause I wasn't quite yeah. at the rate, you know, cause when you start to diet, change your diet, healthy eating, yeah. and you want to see that weight go. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't because it didn't take two months for you to gain the weight. Right. Mm -hmm. It may have taken 10 years. So it's going to be usually that first couple of pounds is, is water weight anyway. Exactly. You know, you're like, oh, you girl, you just lost 10 pounds of water and waste. <laughs> that's that's what you just lost. Not fat, but yeah, all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why people give up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? That's mm -hmm. why people give up. Because it, it's a long haul. This is a lifestyle that you have to incorporate. And for me, it should have been something I should have been doing on a regular. Because right. just taking insulin, it, that's one part. You know, this is like a, a tripod. You need to monitor what you eat. Mm -hmm. You need to exercise. And that's, I had, like I said, I had joined a couple of Facebook groups and one of them had um, like a little conference and they recorded it. Mm -hmm. It was talking, it was a, a endocrinologist who was also a diabetic um, who was talking the benefits of muscle. So some, in my mind, how I explain it is that your muscle Having muscle helps mm -hmm. the body process the insulin, whether you're in yes. it mm -hmm. or whether it's your own. So yes. when you hit that insulin resistance, mm -hmm. um, if you have more muscle than fat, yep. that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. So I then worked with the trainer. I was deadlifting. I think my highest was 276 pounds of deadlift. And that was mm -hmm. just like, Oh my, we got to go to the gym, girl. I, <laughs> we got to beat up. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yes. I'm 47, you know. Right, right. And you know what? I get so much pushback from a lot of my friends that, and you know, like a lot of them, you know, we all grew up basically in the same, you know, traditional black family, soul food every day kind of thing. And a lot of them are like overweight, like straight obese you know yeah. and i tell them you know they be like oh you look so good i'm like you know i said why don't you just come to the gym and they're so scared they're so scared that i'm gonna kill them <laughs> i'm not gonna kill you i'm gonna be gentle but um i have to and they're and they say oh i don't want to lift weight because i don't want to be look i don't want to look like a man and i look at them i said honey do i look like a man is <laughs> no you don't not okay. i got all kind of curves all day <laughs> but you can't tell me I can't leg press a thousand pounds, though. I can squat 375. Oh, that's amazing. So it's like, you know, I, and I try to tell me, you know, the, when you tone your muscle, you build your muscles, the, you, you're, you're actually making your body burn the fat even more when you're building, building your muscles. They don't want to hear that. They don't. But I'm saying, okay, well, when I'm finally in my size six, <laughs> okay don't don't hate because <laughs> now i'm like a 10 a 10 8 right now so okay don't hate when i start busting out my size six now <laughs> wow, I'm 
I'm impressed. I mean, that's and, and that's exactly it. Your your muscle actually not only helps you process your insulin better. So we're talking yes. about diabetes, that pre-diabetes mm-hmm. that we we're talking about. Yes. It also breaks down the mm-hmm. fat faster. Exactly. So, I try to tell them. And it looks really cool too. I mean, okay. <laughs> let me tell you. And I tell them also, I say, let me tell you something. I don't even hang with the ladies in the gym. I go hang with the dudes. <laughs> And I be showing the men up every time. They be like, you can lift all that little lady. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, yes. you know, and I have also found um, cycling is is another one. And mm-hmm. um, my, hus- my husband can swim. He has, you know, being having MS and having issues with balance and such, swimming is his thing. He can swim for two hours. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, oh, wow. He just came down here and showed me. Oh, he's like a little fish. <laughs> And swimming, I can't. I mean, I can swim. I yeah. I but uh-huh. like, I go from one side of the pool to the next, and I feel like I'm hyperventilating. I don't yeah. know why. It's just something yeah. I'm breathing. So mm-hmm. you know, give me a 75 minute kickboxing class. I can do it. But for okay. swimming, swimming is his thing. And when the um, when COVID hit and quarantine hit, mm-hmm. he had always had a bike. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna miss going to the gym. I'm like, mm-hmm. let's start biking. And so off of Craigslist, he bought three or four bikes okay, know, okay. for the family. And I started mm-hmm. cycling with him. And um, he can, and we live in Arnold, he can literally cycle for 50 miles. I mean, I think it took wow. him one week to yeah. um, to get back into the swing of it because he mm-hmm. just been cycling in the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can do 20. I'm up to 20. Okay. But, um, you know, I, and I'm not gonna lie. I've had some injuries. I had some knee issues. So I had to, mm-hmm. I had to stop, um, with, um, squats. My, my physical therapist is like, no, you have to stop with those. I'm like, but please. I love my squats. What I'm are you talking like, about? Right, right. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and yeah, so I can still deadlift. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not working with a trainer per se. I mean, I, I still have some issues going to the gym um, with masks. So, yeah, yeah. It, it can well, be. Uh, well, when I do the cardio, I I can't, you know, that bothers me a little bit. So that's why I, instead of, you know, running on the treadmill or doing the elliptical, I just do the stairs, the stair oh, climber. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. that, that's a little bit better with the mask on. Uh-huh. And then, you know, then I just go to my favorite spot. The weights. <laughs> Just go to the baby spot. Yeah. No, you know, my it, funny, my husband um bought me, I think it was yeah, two Valentine's ago, a kettlebell, a 25-pound kettlebell. <laughs> so, yeah, girl. Forget the flowers, sweetheart. Give me a kettlebell. Yeah. A kettlebell. So I have I have that at home, and then we got this little um kind of like at home TRX um okay. mention thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hooks over. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a door. So I, I do all that at home. Um, yeah. and then we cycle like this morning, we, we only did four and a half miles this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm working on increasing my speed. Okay. So, and I walk, that's the other thing that, you know, the whole COVID thing, just like I need yeah. to every day. So I started walking in my neighborhood and mm-hmm. I could do a quick two mile walk in 30 minutes and, and feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah, I was thinking about, um, you know, as far as my son, um, you know, he has issues with the whole balance thing or whatever with his autism. But he, you know, he he loves, he's fascinated with the whole biking situation. So I was thinking about getting him an adult tricycle. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, and we live over here by the park, so we could just go across the street and um, uh, start riding the bike. Yeah. Um, just to try to get him a little bit mobile because Caleb is now, he'll be 18 in October. Uh, he's almost 6'3 and all, uh, 280 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And, but, and the thing about it, he's solid, like solid. <laughs> like I have a, a bodyguard with me at all times, <laughs> but I, I know that his belly fat is what's going to cause him problems. So I'm trying to figure out a way to maneuver that, you know, with, you know, kids with autism, they have that picky food eating thing and, um, the whole switching up routine thing. And yeah, so I have like a lot of variables that I have to yeah. figure out to get him on a little, a better, healthier track. So yeah, pray for me. <laughs> there are so many different types of bicycles. I even see on the trail, cause we live close to the BNA trail. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we ride our bikes on. Usually there are, they look like ellipticals, but I saw that. I saw the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I saw the commercial. Wow. I'm like, I wonder if that, and now, then I think I would get that one for me. Cause yeah, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> and then there's several people that I see in this. Um, it looks like a recumbent bike. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Okay. So they're sitting down and they're, they're oh, like, oh, okay. Okay. So it's not a tall bike. So mm -hmm. balance for that one you were saying the tricycle yeah that yeah. might be something to look into and yeah. um you know and i i didn't buy a peloton because that was crazy but I, <laughs> I i bought something else and just downloaded the app and so yeah. i ride that as well okay so okay. every day it's become habit and my husband with his mm -hmm. ms does the same thing the the exercise is an outlet it's a mm -hmm. mental health thing. You Thank know, you. Yes. The, the, I'm going to clip this part and play it and replay because I tell the ladies, you know, all the time, I'm like, girls, let me tell you something. I don't know what it is, but it's like this, I guess it's the endorphins or whatever. I get so much clarity when I go to the gym. Yeah. I can be depressed. I can be sad. It's many times when I am like, you know, grieving over my mom and I'll just go to the gym and just be like, instead of thinking sad things about her, I just get this burst of like, thank you all the funny times. That they, I mean, it just changes you. It just gives you and it gives you, you know, people say, oh, when I go to the gym, I want to go to sleep. Not me. I just get yeah. this burst of energy. Yeah. I start doing something. Else. Right. Right. They just don't yeah. understand the other benefits for it because right. you just, yeah, it's all intertwined together. Right. And the adrenaline, mm -hmm. it's such a rush. And, and, and I, I found that, um, when I went to weights, it was mm -hmm. more of a rush with a sense of accomplishment. Like, yes, I did that. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I can curl a 20 pound dumbbell. There you go. Right. And, mm -hmm. and my husband as as fit as he is, he can't mm -hmm. touch weights. Okay. He, he can't do it. He's like, he's watching me. What was I doing? Like, um, burpees or something like that. And he's oh, like, I don't know how you do that's that. That's a thorn in my side, girl. <laughs> I, that's a thorn in my side. I can't stay in those things. <laughs> I, I don't like them either, but I can do them. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, when we, when we really sit back and we look at it, um, eating healthy, mm -hmm. it, getting, if anything, get 
pop or soda out of your diet. Yes. I was, yes. I and was, half and halves. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I no, 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 to, no, not, no five wings and fries and a half and half. Cut that no, out. No. Once a month. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and do it as a treat. As a treat. Like, as okay, treat. yes. <laughs> not every day. And that's mm-hmm. the sad thing about, you know, the state of what's available. Exactly. In certain yeah. It, it really is, is that when it's not available, you think you're getting the, you think you're getting a good, uh, by a can of green, I grew up on can of green beans, canned mm-hmm. food and macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. I mean, my mm-hmm. family was not well. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I tell you, if I put a can of green beans in front of my children, they would look at me like I was an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like what is that? Like, and and see, I see, no, I, I'm the opposite. Like we... Did you know fresh greens? You know the green beans were the fresh one where you had to snap them yourself. You know that kind of thing, and you know, but the culprit was the ionized salt. Uh huh. We put salt in everything and seasoned everything. <laughs> and what about lard? Exactly. Okay. All yes, everything so and everything's fried. <laughs> so um, good. Don't and look, look, don't let me cook some gumbo, honey. Oh Lord. <laughs> I remember my grandmother in Puerto Rico, she would um, you know, instead of using like olive oil or something like that, she mm-hmm. would use like um a chunk of lard. Uh-huh. It tastes and, so much better with lard. And and she would every once in a while I'd she'd fry up just a, a, a chunk of it and I'd get to eat it. It was so mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, my that's so crazy because my grandma used to do the same thing. Like, we sitting here eating some grease, fried grease. <laughs> but it wasn't a lot. She right, right, right. Just a little thing. Just a little thing. Yeah, it's it, and it comes. And I, I was reading uh, an article where they were saying that the, um, you know, if you're looking like from the urban and the rural areas, like the in the urban areas, you know, diabetes and heart disease is like the highest. And like you were saying, you have to look at the food choices you have. And you have supermarkets, but yet, even in the supermarkets, you have more processed stuff than fresh. And if you want to buy fresh, it costs you an arm and a leg. Makes no sense. It makes Uh, They're saying that we we need to, you know, be healthier and, you know, not to get on medication and stuff. But you're making it easier for people to choose the less you know, something that costs less and that's more easier to get to like McDonald's and stuff like, Hey, you can get a whole meal for eight people for $10 (laughs) at McDonald's. But then, but if you want to buy eight salads, you're going to spend $40. Exactly. So there is no balance. It's like they're trying to keep us unhealthy. That's a whole nother podcast. That I was gonna say. Don't get me started on the pharmaceutical industry. That's the whole number one. I had a friend. I tell you, um, I, I have a friend. I should say, and mm-hmm. uh, she's Cuban. Okay. And she lived in Germany. Uh, married a man in Germany, um, and lived there for a while. And now she's back in the United States. She contacted me. Um, she said, Lisa my pre-diabetes has gotten worse. They're, they want me to take this medicine. She's like, what do I do? 
And so she, this was her, honestly, I didn't have anything to, to do with just comforting her and, and giving mm -hmm. her some ideas. Like uh, she didn't understand the A1C, the hemoglobin mm -hmm. A1C. She didn't, you know, she wanted to know what would happen if this happened. I'm like, this is probably what you're going to do. You know, you're going to start right. on pills. Mm -hmm. You start on pills. And then if you don't change these other things, you're going to end up injecting yourself with insulin. And right. then they, that insulin is not going to be strong enough. Um, and then you're going to have to take another insulin and then you'll take two insulins. And this is a, this is what's going to happen if you don't make change. And she was ready to make the change. She knew it. Mm -hmm. She took processed foods out of her diet whatsoever and started walking. Um, in one year, 75 pounds, I think she's lost 75 pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. And she's gone from just walking mm -hmm. to running and now she's lifting weights and she has lost so much weight. She's actually contemplating getting um, plastic surgery because of her, her skin sagging. The loose skins, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The loose skin. Mm -hmm. And um, every day, every day mm -hmm. she starts with you know, her little green smoothie with her probiotics in it. Mm -hmm. And she just took processed food and cut back. She wasn't, we, we talked about keto. We talked about low carb. Right. But I'm going to start this way and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Her A1C is perfect. Mm -hmm. Her A1C is perfect. She is no longer pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. But if her habits change, mm -hmm. if she stops the the uh, consistent eating this way, yeah, it's going to go back. back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she knows it, and um, mm -hmm. and she's she's sharing her story, you know, on Facebook with her mm -hmm. Hispanic friends, with her mm -hmm. you know American friends. You know what? Yeah, because it all started with making a decision. I'm going exactly what I put in my mouth is mm -hmm. going to be fresh, mm -hmm. less processed. Mm -hmm. And when you when you find and I found this, especially when I took the processed breads, like when I took bread out of my diet, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was hard. It was hard at first, but I stopped craving it because I used to like salivate my husband. <laughs> blame it all on him he's cooked what why do you guys blame it on hubby <laughs> look he, he bought a bread machine he would, oh no he would, he would do all the like kneading and stuff and yeah like, yeah and then he brought a french loaf pan from like bed that beyond and he would he, would, he was torturing you right and he would have these french baguettes and then sometimes he would put asiago oh, my God. oh so wow we didn't eat we didn't eat sliced bread and my right, my, right. My didn't know what Wonder Bread was because that's <laughs> it was dad's bread. They didn't right. eat, my kids didn't even eat sandwiches. I don't, I don't, <laughs> but I would salivate mm -hmm. at the thought of having bread, even chocolate. Yeah, go. I'm a, I'm, a I'm a sugar girl, right? And and he would say to me, he's like, for a diabetic, you have a sweet tooth. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. But mm -hmm. when I took it out of my diet, that went away. The carb mm -hmm. cravings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and you know, yeah, there's some low carb breads out there. I'm I'm toying around with a few, with a few of them right now mm -hmm. because I I've I've been craving sandwiches. Um, so, oh, but I'm, I'm doing low carb, you know, there's low carb wraps out there. I'll make, right. Yeah. So I'm seeing taco out of cabbage leaf. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll take cabbage leaves or even romaine lettuce. Yeah, and, me too. Mm -hmm. and, and wrap it or, up. Or the, uh, butter lettuce and, and wrap mm -hmm. things up with that. Yeah. You know, if you take a cabbage leaf and you just put it in the oven, mm -hmm. um, for a few minutes, not even it softens <laughs> it up. Okay. And, um, you just take the rib 
out of it, whatever that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I never tried that. I'm gonna have to try that with a cabbage leaf. Yeah. Right, because I love because and I think the cabbage leaf it will be more sturdier than um the uh, lettuce leaf will be. Right, you know, right, yeah. right, right. And so that's like my tacos are. are right, right. I I know for me like um I I didn't do any like type fad diet or anything. Mm-hmm. I just literally cut back. Like um I was sharing with one of my um one of my girlfriends. I was like, I gave myself a mental bypass. <laughs> I did really like literally I wouldn't eat more than what, what's on a salad plate and I had it so in my mind that I would get full just by that you know what I'm saying like even though I probably could eat more but because I have it in my head this is all I need this is all I need this is all I need and so I, I kept the I didn't like you know do keto or not eat this or not eat that I still ate the food because I'm a cooker, so and I cook my food. I'm not like processed thing, can box that I, I cook. So um, I just stopped eating a big giant plate of stuff, <laughs> or like you know, keep going back to the kitchen every five seconds. And um, and another thing I did cut out, I cut out a lot of red meat. Mm-hmm. Like I would eat red meat maybe once, twice a month, but I cut out a lot of red meat. I cut out the pork. Um, and of course, my gummy bears. <laughs> I love her. Anyway, <laughs> my sugar. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I you know that's what I I did. And like you know, after my mom passed, I went through my um, depression eating. So I gained like eighteen pounds. So now I'm fighting to get those eighteen pounds back off. And I find myself when I'm, you know, usually around her death date, I find myself eating more of the things that I'm not supposed to because it's all emotional. It's emotional. Like, yeah, it's emotional. We yeah. and my sister and I, we, we talk about it because she's overweight and she has type two diabetes and she's mm-hmm. only six years older than me. And she, we talk about it and we're like um, sweets are comforting. And maybe it's because mm-hmm. when we were kids, you know, something fell. You know, mm-hmm. here's a cookie. Here's a lollipop. Make it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And, and go ahead and get that piece of cake. <laughs> you feel better. I did a good job in school. i here. Go get some cookies. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ice cream man, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I have a dollar? Right. I hear the man coming. <laughs> I got the ice cream. That's true. Okay. Oh, what a um, day, so. hmm. <laughs> the only other thing that we haven't talked about is water. Yes, let's talk about that because these children don't drink no water. water. <laughs> they don't drink water. Yes, they they don't, and 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 neither does the my the mom's generation. Mm-hmm. My father refuses to drink water. He's wow. like, oh, I drink tea. That's not water. That's not water. That's mm-hmm. not water. Um, you know, my mom and uh, my mom they drink. They used to drink those G twos. You know, the like flavored water. Yeah. Now yeah. on. Yeah, and, and Gatorade, whatever. Um, now so I don't know. Is, I'm kind of on the fence with those flavored waters. What do you think about that? Do you think it's like... 
Well, let me tell you. I think it's a band-aid to get people to drink water, but I think because of the sugars and other chemicals that they put in to make it taste like a fruit, because it's not real fruit juice in there, just so you know. Right. (laughs) So calories. Yeah. Maybe there are some out there that are um, more natural than others. I I just don't. I just drink. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, with kidney failure, Mm -hmm. um, those, especially Gatorade, and this is like, Gatorade is is what's supposed to be healthier for you. It's supposed to be yeah, electrolytes and all that stuff. Yeah, you, we don't need it. Mm-mm. We don't need that stuff. That has too no. much um, sodium in it. And so, not not even that. Just look at all the dyes and mm-hmm. other chemicals that's in it. Because I know, like with my son with his autism, that's one of the things they tell you to break break your kids from is those things that have all those dyes and stuff. Red dye forty, right? Mm-hmm. Red dye yep. forty. But yep. you know. We, it's marketed as if it's something we need and that it's healthier than soda. It's and not. it's not. Her body cannot process mm-hmm. those soft drinks anymore. And that's mm-hmm. be, because they're, the, the sodium and the potassium will literally, right. she can't process it. So, you know, we, we have to, you know, you have to be wary that what's on the market out there that looks like it's healthy or mm-hmm. it's, it's not. It's mm-hmm. not. And so you have to have a, I don't know, a lens of some sort when it mm-hmm. comes to advertising. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's the problem. And I, I, I was, before we started talking about something else, you mentioned something that how you did your research. Mm-hmm. And I see that across the board where people just not, uh, they don't do their due diligence to research for themselves. They'll just go on with what's the fad, what's, you know, what everybody else is doing, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, what everybody else is doing, it may not work for your body. So you have to do your research and you have, just like you said earlier, you have to be an advocate for yourself um, because the doctors, they're, they're going to go on with what, what the majority is doing. And mm, they, okay. they, they really don't know because mm-hmm. the things that I'm doing, the weightlifting, the lowering mm-hmm. my carb, mm-hmm. you know, the adding the supplements and, and, None of that came from a doctor. Right, exactly. None so I try, even with my um, my autism initiative, I tell parents, you know, really do your research and like, and don't just look at things here in the United States. Honey, you better look all over <laughs> because that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Our lovely country <laughs> don't like certain things, but actually they... Exercise and eating healthy is one of them. Right. <laughs> you know, they always want to put you on that medication now. But you really have to do your research. Like, you know, they, a lot of the parents are amazed that my son never been on any type of medication. How well-mannered he is. How, you know, how I got him talking. How I got him learning. And I did it on my own. Without you. any speech therapy. No OT. No PT. I did that because I was a mama bear and I did my research. And I fought for it. And when it comes to ourselves, we have to do the same. Exactly. Especially if you're a parent, you have to fight. You know, let me tell you something. My main, when that doctor told me what could have hap- could happen to me, the first thing I thought about was my son. Mm. So I fought and I'm fighting to make sure I'm healthy enough to be there for him. And, you know, for... Ladies, this is what you have to do. Fight for your life. And sometimes, 
them them gummy bears might look good in that car. <laughs> but like, no, not right now. <laughs> and and we're so willing to go out and work, right? Mm-hmm. We work. We have to work. And and I, I I've been actually international a couple times and we are a hardworking country. Mm-hmm. We really do. But yeah. we don't do it right though, because you, you sacrifice your health for your yes. work. And I know yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I know it. And um it if you're gonna work that hard for that car or for mm-hmm. those pretty nails, you need right. to work hard for your body. Right? Exactly. I you exactly. know I I know people, you know, that have beautiful cars, they have updated mm-hmm. jewelry, mm-hmm. and they're not healthy. Right. I'm like you. And and that whole misconception of um you know, especially these days with labels like, well, I got a flat stomach and this and that, and I'm not overweight, but you're 5'1 and you're 215. No, you're overweight. Even though your body is shaped like a cocoa bottle of a baby, you're still overweight. <laughs> like they just have this, you know, well, I don't have this and, and this is what the guys like and all this kind of stuff. But no. You got to look to your future. You're obese. <laughs> that's too much weight for your frame. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that because, you know, when I was overweight, my weight was the, you know, distributed, you know, nicely. <laughs> so I thought I was okay. No, but when you get on that scale and you go to the doctor and they draw your blood and then they do all those tests on you and then tell you, yeah, you need to lose some weight. You know, and then a lot of, you know, women, they, they just, especially the younger girls, they don't want to do that because, oh, I don't want to lose my butt. Oh, I don't want to lose my t- my boobies, you know? <laughs> but look, hey. That's what squats are for. And they, okay. <laughs> Tell them again, Lisa. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, baby, that's what the squats and lunges for, girl. What are you talking about? You talking about bounce a quarter off that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is Yeah. That is so true. Uh, you, you won't... You won't lose it. It'll just change its shape and it'll be exactly. nice. <laughs> exactly. Then you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. But speaking of the water, I'm really grateful yeah. that my son loves water. Good. Yeah, I, we, we have to buy cases of water like like class. <laughs> so I went and got um, two uh, water dispensers. So now I'm going to have the, you know, the five-gallon water things because Mr. Kayla will run through water like crazy. And so I'm grateful for that because a lot of Young people do not like to drink water. And that's a problem. Everything's pop. And you wonder why your skin looks the way it does. Mm-hmm. You know, young girls have really bad acne. And and guys, they have this bad acne and not realizing all that soda and, and sodium and, and sugar that you're in consuming is not only messing you up internally, but it's coming out, you know, through your skin. Bad skin and bad breath all that stuff is intertwined they just they just don't they just don't know and eating up your intestines yes yep i mean if 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 it can clean battery acid what's it doing to your exactly <laughs> you know what i mean right pour pour some coca-cola on on a penny and see what happens right. that yeah. will be shiny and that's what it's doing to your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's beating up what needs to be in there. The healthy exactly. flora. Yeah. And it's so amazing how, how, you know, the media 
and our lovely government and pharma will push these the very things that is killing us you know and that's sad and that's why i'm i'm really trying to get you know people that i know that have some knowledge about different topics and stuff to really get the message out there like everything you see on tv and here and what and sometimes what the doctors tell you is not gold like you really really need to do your due diligence for yourself um and i know a lot of things is traditional um we grew up with certain things certain ways um but look at big mama um i can take a page out from my mom look at my mom how she um, suffered with that. So I really, you know, I really, really want to get the message, for, you know, to a lot of those women, even the older women that are just so stubborn in trying, you know, to getting their health together because you only got one life to live. And I hate to see people at the end, they're um, a vegetable or you know, can't do for yourself and you own all kinds of medications and you have to have someone take care of you and stuff. I, I realized that that's one of the things that bothered my mother in the end. Um, Cause we had conversations. She was like, she, she didn't like the fact that we had to like take care of her like a baby. Yes. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause and so it, it, it got to her. Same way. That, that's your pride and your, you know, her as a woman, when, yeah, I remember, um, I, I can tell I'm getting stronger now because I can tell little stories like this while crying. <laughs> I remember the time when she was in the in the bathroom and, and she wanted to wipe herself. And I was like, no, mommy, let, let me do it because when you try, you know, you, you're just going to smear it all over the place. And the look on her face is like, wow, I can't even wipe myself anymore. So, you know. These health segments that I want to put on my podcast, it's just for that reason, because I don't want to see my friends and my families and even strangers go through that. And, and myself, you know, put those gummy bears away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to Lace go through that. and go for a walk. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's not and, bad. It's not, I don't even like using the word diet. It's a lifestyle. You have it's to a lifestyle. It's yes. A and and I know what you're saying. I don't want I don't want my daughters to have to do that for me. Right. And 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 I know pride is part of it, mm -hmm. but I know how hard it is, you know, to watch my stepmom right now struggle with mm -hmm. you know every step. Mm -hmm. ex exhaustion you know mm -hmm. basically three days a week is dialysis mm -hmm. and 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 then she sleeps for hours afterwards and mm -hmm. and her right. mind was like and she knew i mean i'd been a diabetic i was 15 when i was diagnosed she knew what what had to be done but she just made the choice didn't want to do it yeah that it's easier mm -hmm. and and now and she was always the strongest you know she mm -hmm. was always healthy and now she has none of that and she couldn't drive for two years because her eyes were messed up from the yeah from the diabetes mm -hmm. and she, and now she's able to and i'll tell you just a quick quick plug for the dexcom you know this uh -huh. is dexcom um okay. it it tracks your sugar you don't have to prick your finger um well you do but not as well yeah. you know as as you have been and right now on my phone you can see uh, yeah, yeah, uh huh. That's yeah, sugar right now. Okay. Um, she 
she started off with the Libre, um, which is another one that's a little less expensive and mm -hmm. um, things started getting better. I, she went to her doctor, started, cause I had gotten the Dexcom a little over a year and a half ago and I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Um, and she asked for it and her, her insurance covered it, thank God. And mm -hmm. she called me up, she said, um, Lisa, I've been on the Dexcom all summer and I my A1C is 6.9. She's okay. never in my life of being a diabetic, type 2 diabetic, has my A1C ever been this low. Mm -hmm. Doctors thrilled because the more stable she is with her diabetes, the better candidate she is to get. Right. A, yeah. Yeah. Kidney. Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to give you a kidney if you're not taking care of yourself. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. um, or find a kidney for you for that matter. Yeah. But, um, she has found that she's able to manage her diabetes so much better with the Dexcom. So mm -hmm. Dexcom plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put it in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, thank you. And she's just like, here she mm -hmm. is, you know, mom. She's like, yeah. it's, hum it's humbling. It's humbling. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad I finally listened to you. And, and yeah, because now and it, it was times where like, um, speaking of what you were saying, like, you know, not, not being able to walk and, and she was having like diabetic um, nerve pain mm -hmm. and just to stand to like try to like change the doctor. Like she, she would stand for a little bit for a while. And then all, then, then, then she couldn't stand anymore. Um, like it would be hard for her to stand for like a few seconds. And when I say, let me tell you something, when I say those, that weightlifting had, uh, yeah, that if, if I wasn't a weightlifter, <laughs> mm -hmm. Like there were times where I literally had to catch her in midair and just catch her and toss her on the bed to keep from falling on the floor. Wow. I mean, multiple times I had to do it because her legs would just give out on her. And That's yeah, weightlifting plug. <laughs> and my mom was every bit of like 235. And just to like, boom, catch her and, you know, and, and all that start to weigh on her. Like, and I think they think about the quality of like, well, what kind of life I'm going to have had to do this, you know? So that's why I really, really trying to get, especially the ladies, you know, to understand that it's not okay to be 300, 400 pounds. Don't please stop thinking that it's okay. Right. Please stop thinking that it's okay to be 200 pounds because it's not. You're stressing. Your Just because they make, make it in your size. <laughs> that you think it's still okay? No. And then, quite frankly, you shouldn't even be weighing because some of y'all be looking a hot mess. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother podcast. No. I mean, I'm all for body positivity, okay? Right, but there's a thin line between body positivity and ratchetness, okay? <laughs> Lisa, don't try to call it. Don't try to sugarcoat it. <laughs> The, the teacher of me is very politically correct. Yeah, you know, so, mm, I mean, I'm not pretty collectible. Oh no, I don't do that. <laughs> I speak, I speak how it is. Like, look, I know, and it's hard. Stop it's it. hard to, <laughs> yes, it's hard to see it and not want to cringe. And um, yeah, yeah, because it's. I, I'm all for you, you know, enjoying your curves mm -hmm. and your imperfections. I, I right. love that. You know, it, it's okay, but the, uh, there is a line. There's a thing. There, I, there's a, a, a correlation between your your waist and your hip size that mm -hmm. 
certain there's a certain percentage and it increases mm-hmm. your chances of heart disease. Exactly. And a lot of women don't know is your belly fat is what it's your mm-hmm. If you got a big belly, you're gonna have some problems. And it's the hardest to lose. It it's really- the hardest. Girl, please don't remind me. Okay, <laughs> it's like the last thing to go. Everything yeah. this will go. Your legs are getting small. Your all, even your arms are getting smaller. But whoo, Lord, that belly. But I've learned. You know what I learned? I learned that belly fat goes away with diet. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the exercise with the belly fat. It's diet. It's cutting back. Just yeah. Yep. It's diet. I know, but I'm yeah. still struggling with that one little pouch, you know. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I call it the baby poof. Yes. Even though my son is like almost 18, but. Yes, I had two of I them. I still got the baby poof. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not giving up. Right. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But you know what I did notice, like, you know, before mommy passed, and I, um, because I was like 175 before mommy passed. I noticed that my pooch was it was way smaller, and then when I I feel like all the weight that I did gain at after she passed went straight to that poof, because that poof is hanging. <laughs> it got bigger. Because <laughs> you, you mentioned one seventy five, um, don't be afraid if you when you when you do get into weight training, your muscle weighs more. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and at seventy five, I'm still in an eight ten, mm-hmm. where I was in a sixteen eighteen. Oh girl, but that's not my that's not my case, child. Yeah, I try I try to get it to my size eight till I was like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> it's the poof. The poof is like, it, it, it's the sugar. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got thirteen pounds of sugar oh, hanging my. in my poof. It's those gummy bears. <laughs> the gummy bears. <laughs> Turn it. <laughs> Those gummy um, bears. But I mean, and that was the other thing that I had to learn. I had to get off the scale for a while. I yeah, to- yeah. That's my problem. I'll I'll weigh myself like every other day. I'm, I'm the best like, with it. I've got the muscle. And the right. muscle, you know, the muscle weighs more. Yeah. My my trainer kept saying that. She's like, get off the scale, get off the scale. And I'm like, okay, I'll get off the scale. <laughs> and my pants were still, you know, but when I would get yeah. on, because you know you do, you still do, mm-hmm. even though they tell you not to. Um, you know, the, the scale wasn't moving. But right. sizes kept going lower. Yeah. I, I started measuring myself more yeah. than anything. But I know and then I will look at my clothes and my clothes started getting tight, like you know, it get tight around here, it get tight around my arms. That's how I know, like, okay, yeah, you in the poof. <laughs> you you can you gain it some Ah, uh, we almost going on to like an hour and thirty minutes. I know. Oh. I'm sorry. I know we did. No, no, no. This is good. I just, you know, I just wanna. I mean, we could do a part two. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm, I'm, and if you could think of anybody else that can join in the conversation, I want to continue to look at women's health on, on my podcast. I want this to be an ongoing segment on my on my podcast. So, um, I can think of someone. I'll I'll reach out to her. Um. Kyleen, she's been she's a diabetes advocate, and okay. um and because she's a you know African American and she's mm-hmm. a little on the head not heavy I don't want to say heavy yeah um everyone assumes she's type two mm-hmm. um and that if she just diet and you know actually yeah but she's not she's type one and okay. Okay. um. I'll reach out to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to at least do like a segment maybe once a month, um, and just do all things health for women. 
um, I think it's very important because um, I see, yeah, I just sometimes I just get really sad when I see, especially these young girls walking around with so much weight on them and not understand the consequences that they're going to face. Um, you know, where you can die and exercise in your 20s and it comes straight off, but then, well, honey, when you hit that 30, Oh, Lord. 35, baby. Oh, it's not coming off as fast no more, honey. <laughs> don't get me started on perimenopause. Like, don't don't think, <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to eat salads all day and it come off. Nope. That's not how it goes. When the older you get, the harder it gets it to is. come off. So yeah. start working on yourself now. Right. So, make yeah. Make it healthy mm -hmm. a habit. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Make, make it a habit. We have a habit, we, you know, and, and, and now, this cracks me up. Someone was saying, if it's not FDA approved, I'm like, <laughs> get off the FDA, first of all. Mm. Um, you know, cigarettes are FDA. FDA, right. Exactly. <laughs> Alcohol, FDA. FDA. Hey, marijuana is now too. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast now. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I'm writing down all these titles. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa, you ready to talk about this one? <laughs> oh, I can talk about that one too. <laughs> yeah. So, in uh, closing, yeah. what would be your final words of encouragement, final um, tidbit, you know, for the ladies that are watching and even gentlemen that are watching um, the podcast on getting themselves, even if they're already diagnosed or feeling like maybe something's wrong or you know just in general just you can do this mm -hmm. you can do this you know whether you're type 1 type 2 you're pre-diabetes you can do this it it takes work but you can do it and I I and positive, like I, I, I got this. this. Is my teacher? I got this. Awesome. Your future is is in your hands with with what you put into your body and how you treat your body. And um, we gotta learn to love our love our bodies enough to fulfill the needs of good nutrients. Exercise, you know, whether it's just taking a walk every day. Start small. Don't try to like. Don't try to lose fifty pounds in one week. It's not going to happen. It's not. Yeah. It, it yeah. takes work, but you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Yes. It's, defy those genetics. Mm -hmm. Genetics do not define me anymore. I'm not going out that way. I'm not going out that way. I'm not going to. My children are not going to have to wipe my ass. Right. I know. I know. I love my grandmother. Uh, but I know that my actions today are are going to define my future. And mm -hmm. although it might seem like a really far away, like you said, I'm 30, you know, someone said, I'm 30. I, I have more time to do it. You, you have to start now. It has to become a habit now mm -hmm. because the older you get, the more strain you have put on your organs and they will fail. And when your organs fail, that's not, you, you don't come back from that easily. Yes. You know, that's right. you yep. don't. That's, that's it. You can do it. You can do yep. it. 
I like that. You can do it. Get it done. <laughs> get her done. That's what you right. have to do. Get her done. Start. Don't 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 start on Monday. Start right start now. Right now. Right. Exactly. With everything, you know, whether it's water, whether it's, you know, getting chips or soda mm -hmm. or gummy bears out of your diet, just whatever. Start right now. Make a choice. Mm -hmm. Your future depends on it. Your life depends on yeah. it. Yeah. And just like you said, a simple walk in the evening after dinner or whatever. Um, I, I was mm -hmm. talking to one of my um, my cousins, her daughter. She wants to lose weight. And I was like, she was like, well, I can't go to the gym. YouTube is full of workout videos. Oh, yes. I follow three awesome ladies. And honey, yeah, they have you sweat. <laughs> like a 15-minute workout, you be on the floor dying. <laughs> right. So it, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take, and it doesn't take money. It doesn't, you don't have to spend the money on a gym membership. We go are, outside and walk. And, it, and it, if you do want to add in weights, go to Goodwill. We've yep. got a lot of they have, yes, at Goodwill or a, a flea market, not flea market, yard sales. Yep, my, exactly. My founders came from exactly. Get you some yeah. small weights, get some five pounds, 10 pounds to start off with. Then increase from there. When that starts to get like, oh, I can just fling this around. Okay, then that means you. It's time for you to increase. Exactly. But it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to get a gym membership. There, you look. YouTube streets got all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Walking. My yeah. daughter is like TikTok. She loves TikTok. She's been mm -hmm. on TikTok. It's yeah. Like, the information is there for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to do the work, and you can yeah. do it. Exactly. There is time. That was mm -hmm. one of my biggest thing. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough. Right. Time. Now another thing I and we're gonna um close. I hear a lot of people say I need some motivation. I need motivation. Chill. Look in the mirror. That's motivation. I and this and I say this to the ladies. I was like, if you look down and you can't see your twat, <laughs> baby, that's motivation. Okay. And you gotta exactly. lift up that your stomach to shave. <laughs> That's motivation. That's motivation. Okay. <laughs> you what you talking about? You need motivation. There you go. <laughs> Don't get me started, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, though. But it's true, though. Like if you can't see what's down there, you can't look at yourself and say, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> you can't see what your man see. Could you? That's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different. We're never gonna end. That's the But I told this one. I told one person that what I do is, if there's a dress or a pair of jeans or something that I know that I can't fit, I would try it on, take a picture. And every once in a while, I'll try it on, try it on, try it on until I get, till I'm able to get into it. And I'll hang it up on my, on my um, door in my bedroom. That's, That's my motivation. Yeah. Easy, easy peasy motivation. Yeah. And when you get into it, right, that's your reward. That's your reward. What, you know, the, the pride, the, the accomplishment, mm -hmm. you don't need someone to tell you you're beautiful and that you did <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. You look yes. in the mirror and you say, I did that. I did that. I did that. And we fly, baby, fly. <laughs> and don't wait for no man to give you Right. That See, that, that's a, that's another podcast. Male yeah. validation, baby. You don't need all that. Okay, anyway, that's another podcast. 
That's a whole number show. Well, this has been fun, and I'm honored. Yes, I am so so happy we finally got together. Finally got together, and um, again, I'm I learned a lot. Make sure you send me that information about the Thrive. Absolutely, I definitely want to try, especially the vitamin patch. Mm-hmm. And I think, do they have that for men too? Because I might want to try that for my son. Or is it just all all in one? It's unisex. Okay. 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 Like I, the ones I'm wearing right now are motivational ones. So it says, I am strong. I am, they have, I am determined, you know, okay. and, and the, the, the patches, that's where you fine tune. There are some patches that are, um, DFTs is what's called dermafusion technology. Um, 